0: Welcome to our first episode of oh. Dial M for Movie. Wow. So, Olivia, tell the folks why we are gathered here today.
1: Okay, because we're the podcast the people the people's podcasters. The
0: people's podcast, yeah. We were meant to be
1: doing this. This is everything we've ever done in our lives have led up to this moment this today. Moment. Yeah. This very moment. So we are starting a podcast where we'll be loving girlies. Yeah. This is what we were meant to be doing. We need to give the people what they want. Yes. Opinions, reviews, (laughs) thirsting. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Lots of thirsting. Yes. Lots. Constantly. Always.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully, you know, you guys enjoy, um, even if it's just one, two, maybe three listeners. That's absolutely fine. We'll be doing it for those three listeners. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. So, hello. My name is Olivia. I'm 24. I'm originally from the East Coast of Canada, Nova right. Scotia, if you will. Uh, but I live in Toronto now. I've been here for like six years. Uh, I do not work in film, but I wish I did. I work in regular, boring marketing, um, but I do love movies. It's basically my only hobby. I have love love movies since I was a kid. I grew up watching them. I had a very very deep relationship with Disney Pixar films. Um mm. they impacted me very much. <laughs> Especially Finding Nemo, Wall-E and Up. Those are the oh, big oh. 3. Those are my <laughs> Got I'm a Finding Nemo, Sun, Wally, Moon, up. Uprising,
0: <laughs> um, up, Yes,
1: and uh, the Princess and the Frog also was one of my oh, favorites. Of course, um, not Disney Pixar, but I loved jazz for some reason as a child. Uh-huh. Uh, and I really had like a really big aversion to like grown-up movies when I was a kid. I thought they were dumb, and I stuck to what I knew, which was teen mm-hmm. rom-coms. As I got older, and I still love them to this day. Yeah, I live. For the high school musical series, Zac Efron was my first crush.
0: Oh wow. By far. I wasn't like, allowed to watch high school musical for some reason. No way. My mom, my mom thought it was it was too mature for me, but I used to No. I yes, <laughs> swear to God. So I used to sneak over to my neighbor's house and she actually caught us watching it. She's like, What are you watching? And I think I was watching like high school musical too. And we turned it off we're like nothing. It's it's nothing. Yeah. Oh so, my God. I don't know why. Honestly, Zach
1: Efron's body, like it did something to me and I was. Twelve, like I remember seeing uh, High School Musical three in the theaters, and Zac Efron in that. Do you call it
0: theaters? Theaters. Oh my god, that was the
1: only one that had the theatrical release too. I love the movie House Bunny. Um, Anna Faris. Anna Faris, House Bunny. Mm -hmm. I watched that for my thirteenth birthday. Definitely way too inappropriate for thirteen year olds. Do not know what my mom was doing there. Yeah, she's the man. Love wrecked. Anything with Amanda Bynes, I was there. Yeah, Mean Girls. Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. That was
0: the one. Yes. Aaron
1: Taylor Johnson.
0: Yes. Oh, come on. Like. And he was like, in the band. Like that it actually couldn't be better than that.
1: I still unironically listen to that song. Like Ultraviolet. Oh my.
0: Me so too. So good.
1: It's on it Spotify. It's literally
0: in <laughs> my playlist. My everyday playlist. It's, it will always live there. I'm so sorry. It it's is. It's so good. So
1: good. Um, Wild Child with uh, Emma Roberts.
0: You are so speaking good. my language. Yeah. Yes.
1: And then anything with Mary-Kate and Ashley, preferably New York Minute. That was my favorite one. So then I got older and as COVID hit, I like, I always liked movies, but as COVID hit, I was living at home with my brother and my mom and dad. Um, we started watching movies together kind of as a family and they would pick, every day would pick a different one. And my brother would pick one one day. And my dad would pick one one day. So I started being exposed to a lot more, started getting into more like film movies and, like, I got influenced by my mom's taste, my dad's taste, my brother's taste, and that love of film kind of bloomed into more of an obsession, you could call it, mm-hmm. definitely. And then just, like, a general competition with myself <laughs> over how many movies I could watch in a year. Um, which has led to, right now, when my favorite movies are Back to the Future 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. They're tied. I love them both very much. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. um, mm-hmm. The Fall. By Tarzan Sang, two thousand six, such a good movie. And the fourth one kind of always changes. Sometimes I'll go Little Women, Go to Girl, or mm-hmm. Scream, nineteen ninety
0: six. Oh, the original one, so. oh,
1: love it, love it, love it. Yes. but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Khadija, do you want to give oh. a little intro?
0: Yes. Um, <clears throat> where do I begin? Um, I have always been interested in movies. Um, I think. Film watching kind of started with my dad. He was and still is super into action movies, and when I was younger, especially, I think we tapped into a lot of karate movies. Um, oh, love, I know, yeah, yeah. So we watched a lot of um, Jet Li, um, but most importantly, specifically Bruce Lee. Yeah. And if I had to choose one movie that like defined my childhood, <laughs> it would be Enter the Dragon. Um, oh. Yeah. I love I, that. I know it's it's crazy but it, it really like it's something that would constantly play in my house and my dad used to reference this um one scene where like the evil man person's like calling all of his little you know minions to go and uh fight bruce lee and and that's how we would call all of us um all his kids to uh the dinner table basically. <laughs> like it's just it's just something that has always um been around. And then obviously a classic the first yeah. like two movies I think I was obsessed and that is why I will always unfortunately be sad for any of the Fast and Furious movies it's just a nostalgic thing um and no matter how downhill it has gone I will I will always be a writer for Fast and Furious your family um, exactly you are family <laughs> you get it I am family yeah um and then also, oh my God, SWAT with Colin Farrell. Like, I think it was the first one that I, I saw like a major plot twist. I was like, oh, I did not see this coming. And it kind of shook my little brain. Wow. Um, yeah. Have you seen?
1: I've not. I just oh. look it up. Yeah, That's crazy. you should
0: definitely get I into it. it. Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Michelle Colin Rodriguez. Farrell, Michelle
1: yes. Rodriguez, Oliver Martinez, Cool
0: Renner. Renner. J, Jeremy Renner. Like, it's a stacked cast kind of.
1: Wow. But yeah,
0: those, I think that kind of defined my childhood. And then it wasn't until. I was 16 that you could say I really got into cinema. And that was through, I mean, everybody knows this, but it was through Lady Bird. Um, And I know, yeah, yeah. I watched it alone in a theater because none of my friends at the time wanted to see it. Um, And I was just like, I'm going to go anyways, because I want to go see it. And first of all, that started my journey to going to the movie Solo. I think it's, it's incredible
1: yeah same time for me like when I was like 16 17 I started doing that
0: you don't really need friends to go see a movie like it, it's great it's a, a great addition but it's not a necessity Exactly. Um. and yeah so I learned a lot watching Lady Bird I learned that I, I really do love cinema and, and film and I think the way Greta Gerwig did Lady Bird it taught me that I also love like slice of life films it doesn't have to be this like big action thing, like cars blowing up left, right, center, someone being murdered, guns, every, like it doesn't have to be that. <laughs> it can just be a girl, you know, having some yeah. mommy issues, you know, having a million and one crushes, getting her heart broken. Like, so yeah, I I started to view filmmaking as a sort of art through Ladybird. And I think that's what led me to a year and now, and, and, you know, I review movies, I watch them through I try to uh through a critical eye sometimes I do it for thirst watches um but that's also fine um but yeah that's that's what's led me here and
1: love it I had no idea you kind of got in there through action films yeah right
0: which is why I think I will always love the action genre um and we were talking beforehand about the old guard like that's something that um I again got Charlize Theron first of all yes and oh, Queen, always mother, be you know everything. there for her but because it was like an action movie I was like I'm I'm here I'll be watching and I did <laughs> and soon. it was incredible yes <laughs> Now let's talk about 2023 the year in movies You know what it was a pretty good year great year I had an
1: yeah. it was an excellent year like it from what I can remember second to this really to me has only been like 2019 yeah like in the last 10 years of well 10 years that's kind of a lot five years years?
0: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) I I can't I was
1: 14 (laughs) no I uh in the last five years I would say 2019 has been the best year for movies and then I'd say 2023 is a close second I had a really good year for movies I also think access to movies has Hmm. helped
0: yeah
1: um like I just started kind of going to TIFF last few years so that has like I... led me to more avenues
0: yes tiff we love tiff here we do love tiff
1: here yeah hey tiff,
0: Hi, tiff. hey tiff, girl
1: <laughs> um so yeah i think my access to movies has gotten broader definitely over the last like two years which is why i think 2023 felt like such a good year people yeah.
0: are more excited about like indie films
1: yes you know what i mean
0: and i and i really love that it's not just like the yeah i was gonna say it's not just about um the blockbusters and i think that has to do with the mcu kind of dying yes and we're not like being suffocated with superhero movies but yeah i think there's space for that just like not so constantly
1: yeah i also think the excitement over indie films i think well the sag strike kind of elongated it people were just excited Uh, like they needed to find their own excitement because they didn't have any kind of Information to grab onto, mm-hmm. but like, uh, like coming thinking of like bottoms, the release of bottoms,
0: yeah,
1: um, like that would not be a film that I would think would got gotten the amount of praise and just ex- general excitement over it. But I think the internet and people, people's mindset of like we're so back, like we are so back. The movies
0: are so back. Oh my god, Barbenheimer so as well. Twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, it- like it. It was it changed the game.
0: It really did. And it got people going to the movies, which is my favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. Besides an art gallery, it's always a movie theater. Do you yes. know what I mean? Um, it's my home. Literally. Else. Home in Native land.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, twenty twenty three was a really good year. I think now would be a great time to delve into our top five. Yes. So I will go first with my number five and then you'll go right after okay that's good my number five is rye lane directed by rain Allen miller um i want to say like i haven't been this invested in a rom-com since 2018 set it up when it dropped on netflix i remember watching that on like a day and like loving it um but rye lane is like this like unique take on the right person, wrong time. Um, It is colorful. It is vibrant. It's kind of wacky and also funny and only a British film can be. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. It has great cameos um, and the leads are fantastic. Um, The leads are HBO's industry, David Johnson, who plays Dom, and a newcomer and my favorite new it girl, Vivian Opara, who is Yaz, um yeah truly like i would say a dynamic duo and the characters are so different but like it's it's like kind of like an opposites attract and their meet cue is a meet weird and it is still great the characters are very interesting because dom is like this like super shy guy and kind of vulnerable because he's just been through like a tough breakup and vivian's like this very boisterous like very confident girl and and I love that like she learns to be vulnerable and he learns to be confident through the meeting of each other and one other thing that's I think really important to me and I know a lot of uh, black women that did watch um, Rylane is that the the leads are um, dark-skinned black people who are each other's love interests and it's kind of sad that it's important part because we never really get to see it um but it's, it was an invigorating thing getting to see them you know fall in love so if you want a genuinely fun rom-com that's funny and lighthearted hearted and has a really beautiful sweet ending uh Rylane is it
1: loved Rylane that yes. was one of my honorable mentions oh I, amazing it was so good I could not agree more it was like sweet and fun and vibrant is the exact word I would use like that late the saturation or some kind of filter yeah, that was used the
0: coloring, I, the it coloring
1: was... was just unreal yeah moving on to my first pick I'm yeah. gonna go with your number uh,
0: five my number
1: five sorry yes. My first pick overall
0: <laughs> first pick I'm um, this is NBA draft come on yeah.
1: <laughs> was uh 1001 uh directed by A.B. <gasps> Rockwell yes this is the only movie out of the bunch that I've picked that I didn't see in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I actually watched it at home uh, while I was working, which was a mistake, definitely on oh. my part. Uh, I do a lot of admin work for my job, so I can sometimes like pop on a movie just like to help pass the time. Mm-hmm. Mistake. I-, I was enthralled, moment one. I put my work down. No, I didn't. <laughs> if anyone from my work is watching this, I didn't actually do that. Yeah,
0: no, but... she was working super hard.
1: Yes. Um, but I did basically stop paying attention, maybe um the fact that this was a directorial debut was like is miraculous it's like every line every movement everything felt like meticulously made i was blown away by Tiana taylor as uh inez yeah um she was unreal in this and it's a horror and a shock that her portrayal is, not, is being left out of awards conversations like she envelops the screen and the third act twist just like gut punch Like, I was not ready for that at all. It is beautifully made. There's definitely, like, noticeable similarities to Moonlight, and I love Moonlight. But just, like, with the portrayal of the child picking up uh, in three different uh, phases of his life, all three of those actors were insanely talented, and emotion just was, like, oozing from them constantly. Uh, But even Courtney as the 17-year-old Terry just made me absolutely sob, like, I was trying to make promo codes and slack people while I was like bawling my eyes out. <laughs> in my slack. Living room. Like I was slacking oh people God. while the credits rolled and I was like, oh my God, I was not ready for this today. <laughs> and like, generally I have super, like very few relatable experiences with Terry uh, in general, but when he, at the end, this is not really a spoiler, but I guess spoiler alert maybe, mm. but when mm-hmm. his line, um, where is home for me now, that was absolutely earth shattering i was so taken aback uh like the past few years of my life i've just experienced like a lot of changes a lot of new things like i moved away i like i i do not live near my family anymore and just like a lot of stuff has happened where that thought and that pro- they like the thought process of where is home for me now is just like that's how i feel all the time i was just yeah. so hurt yeah. <laughs> by him
0: there was something that you could relate to in there
1: yeah it was it really got me um but it was just really incredible and I thought it was really underrated this year and very un- underappreciated and it's kind of being left out of a lot of conversations uh like award conversations which I think is a real shame
0: guess what that was actually one of my honorable mentions
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it We're so um,
0: here's my little input with 1001 I found it a difficult watch um usually is when um when there's like you know black films and there's the depiction of you know lower um income family I wanted to cry every like 10 minutes and I definitely like I let it all out at the end um Mm -hmm. but for me what got me you said it was a 17 year old I think the older one the the final one the final Terry Josea Cross is his name um I think that honestly like broke my heart um and I think just the, the character ter- Terry in general of what he had to go yeah. through uh, Tiana Taylor incredible masterful performance that yes. is a true shame that is being left out of um best best lead actress I think she should do- at least get a nom I know that Lily Gladstone is definitely gonna win, win for uh yes. to the flower moon but recognition for what Tiana has put in to this film, I think it, it's deserving. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also want to say Josea Cross is going to be in Masters of the Air, which comes out later this month. And oh. I'm so excited to watch it. Of course, there's like Austin Butler and Calum Turner and Barry Keoghan, but there's Shuti Gatua, who is in Sex Education, and Josea Cross. So I, I'm so excited for just everything yes. about this show. Um, but yeah, very amazing, well done. Uh, directorial debut from A.V. Rockwell, for sure. So my number four is none other than chevalier directed by stephen williams um and i would like to get something out of the way i did watch this at tiff 2022 but okay. because the wide release was in 2023 i'm counting as a 2023 watch fascinating true story about a forgotten man in history um so this is about uh, Joseph Bologne, who is the first Black composer to gain popularity in the European music scene. Um, he was born to a plantation owner and a slave. And of course, you know how that story goes, but this, this plantation owner kind of um, broke tradition in a sense because he actually wanted to care for the child. And so he took um, Joseph to a elite like music school in Paris and, um, paid for his education because he wanted to harness that musical, uh, talent that he saw in him, um, and so he became this, like, masterful composer who, like, fit into high society France and even became friends with Marie Antoinette, um, and despite all of that, um, his skin color kind of stopped him from, um, I don't know, kind of becoming, like, someone that we would remember, like, Mozart and Beethoven and Bach, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, And his ambition, um, I think, got him into trouble. And it's just this really tragic story at the end. But Calvin Harris Jr., I think, oh, incredible. Like, I loved his portrayal of Joseph Bologna. I think he is so compelling. And this is a weird thing, but my favorite part is his walk. How he walks as Joseph is really telling of the character and how he had to carry himself as a black man in um french society um and it's yeah very interesting and i think everyone should watch it to be honest and um also i want to talk about the score chris bauer did such a good job he's also um someone who's who's done bridgerton um and Mm -hmm. more recently queen charlotte which we all love Love. i love Queen charlotte um but chris bauer's wonderful wonderful work is in it as well and I am obsessed with Lucy Boynton as Marie Antoinette in this. Like it hurts me to my very core knowing I'm never going to get like a full feature film of her just as Marie Antoinette. But like she does, I want more. And I think I'll always rewatch this movie because of Calvin first and foremost, and also as Lu- Lucy as Marie, I think is just so good.
1: love it. I have not seen that one. It's on my list though. I'm really oh, am now. You've just yes. convinced me. Okay. My number four, moving in is uh spider-man across the spider-verse i don't have a lot to say about this like in addition like more than what's already been said this was my favorite animated movie of the year uh Mm -hmm. tied with the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie which was great no one can tell me otherwise uh i love this franchise so much as i said earlier my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time is into the spider-verse i think They have done such an incredible job with this story. I love Miles Morales. I love the character of Miles Morales. I love what they've done with him. I love all the characters. I love all the spider people. I'm such a big fan. Uh, It's actually everything to me. I thought this was a really great installment. I was a bit disappointed. My only thing uh, was that I found it really feels like the second movie in a trilogy. It does not feel like a standalone film as much as the first one. Uh, just because I probably could have watched four and a half more hours of this Mm -hmm. after it was over I was so ready for more um, but it just really feels like okay it's ending and there's going to be another one uh, and it's going to finish a lot of the story that we've already introduced in this which was my only and one complaint Um, other than that
0: would you rather it it have been a duology I actually don't know I feel like I was just I
1: was when it ended the credits rolled I was like oh my god I wanted more I want more I need to know more oh Um, but I don't know if I would have because I still want the the entirety of the third film yeah (laughs) but I I was like I want it now and like I don't want to wait so you're
0: just impatient then yeah exactly
1: (laughs) um but the viewing experience was like visually thrilling comedically just correct uh the writing was amazing character development was amazing like i would pump this movie into my veins if i could um i love this animation style i'm such a big fan of animation as a medium I, like they could do anything i i know a lot of other filmmakers have kind of not copied but like being influenced by the style of animation that spider-man that it is spider-verse has brought to the table like Especially Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was going to say earlier like this I've year. I've
0: seen, yeah, the trailer for that, and it definitely looks like that type of style.
1: Yeah, it's like really graphic. There's been a few others. I can't really remember right now, but I'm just really impressed by that. I feel like it looks more. I don't need it to look comic booky, but I like how much more it feels like artwork rather than just like animation, um, because it's just more visually stimulating, and I just really, really enjoy this type of film. I love this kind of comedy. I am such a fan of all the voice actors that were involved. And it was one of my favorite movies of the year. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Okay, so my third pick, top three, we're getting to the top three of 2023. Yes. How to Have Sex, directed by Molly Manning Walker. Yes. Um, I feel like I can't say a lot about this without spoiling and like getting to the real issue of this film um but I'll try so uh this movie follows three teenage girls um I want to say 16 and 17 and they travel to Malia Greece to celebrate the end of school year this like rite of passage adventure um and their mission is to get drunk have fun and get laid like it's literally going there to hook up and just like have time of their lives and it's exciting and fun until it isn't and you're left with this like very real experience of what some girls go through and and it's heartbreaking but what i what i love about the film i think the most is how intentional everything is i think from the dialogue down to the music that plays in the background thinking of this one scene that had escapism by ray playing and it was such a perfect choice i literally watched it again last night actually like alone in my living room in the dark and i was free to sob especially at the final scene um which i couldn't do when i watched that tiff um in september when i was in a you know room full of people It, it it knows what it wants to be and what the message it wants to get across and i think Molly was very direct in what she wanted, and it shows. And I love how the dialogue isn't structured. Like, it feels like we're just literally watching these girls live their best lives um, through, like, Instagram stories. Do you know what I mean? Beautifully made. And I'm so obsessed with Mia McKenna-Bruce. She is incredible. Yeah. Um, And... She's actually someone that I've been watching since she was a young girl and I was a young girl. She was in this like British show that I used to watch with my sister called uh, Tracy Beaker, Tracy Beaker like returned or something. Um, mm. and then what seeing her in like get get even. And um more recently was um Persuasion with Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just getting her to see her finally um lead a film was really exciting. I also want to say I think the importance that this film places on uh genuine friendships with girls I think is something that I enjoy greatly and something that I love seeing in the movies the shows the books that I read like in everything that I consume um but yeah it's it's safe to say that this movie left me breathless and always will um and should be seen by young girls and guys um everywhere could
1: not agree more you will see this on my list
0: <laughs> later coming up in the way wait. yeah
1: um yeah I also saw this at TIFF I was unbelievably blown away
0: it was I think we talked about it we dm'd about it I'm like you have to go see this film
1: and like I that's why I selected it I was so I had no idea what it was about and Mm -hmm. if I'm honest I've not seen uh, me and McKenna Bruce in anything before this okay um she felt so real like I feel like I know that girl yeah like she her character just came to life for me like I was so blown away by I I love a young cast um when they really feel like these characters, especially because a lot of them are uh, actors I had no idea who they were.
0: Um, oh, I knew um, Patty from another British show that I watched called Ackley Bridge. I love British media, but I, yeah, <laughs> I can't I can't obsess the British shows. And I was like, oh my god, I know him. That's Jordan from Ackley Bridge. um But yeah, seeing him, in this is also really great.
1: I, if you really like stuff about female friendships, I'm related to this film, but yeah. or related to this film, but not a movie
0: okay um the time. show
1: everything i know about love um based on the book by dolly alderton
0: okay here's the thing
1: really good
0: i know about that show and i have the book but i refuse to watch the show until i've read the book I okay don't that's fair I'm, that's I'm fair like that.
1: the book's really good i really oh, enjoy the book. It? and the sh- reading the book definitely makes the show better they're not exactly the same there are some mm-hmm. differences But it's really sweet, and I really enjoy the actors on it, and you'll see some familiar faces um, from other British media, I'm assuming, if you're really into British media. (laughs) Um, But it's a really great show about female friendship, and that book itself is just all about female friendship
0: and, like, what it means. Oh, amazing. Yeah. No, I I am definitely going to pick it up soon.
1: My number three. yes. Um, My number three was Talk to Me, directed by Danny and Michael Filippo from Australia uh this was australia i cannot do that (laughs) australia um so this was the only 2023 horror movies that i saw i did not uh get around to seeing infinity pool by uh brandon Cronenberg, but Mm -hmm. i love horror and this particular film follows this group of teenagers who discovers that they're able to contact spirits through a mysterious severed and embalmed hand only things go too far says wikipedia it's, but yeah terrifying um i really really enjoyed this this came out same weekend as Barbenheimer, so it was a not really? as talked about <laughs> yeah they, they were like they made a whole video the two brothers because they're youtubers actually originally they were oh. australian youtubers who ended up directing this film so random i had yeah. never watched it on youtube um but they made a video about uh t- touring this film at festivals i think they yeah. go to sundance maybe is that the one that's in Utah?
0: In, yeah, yeah,
1: that's Sundance. Yeah. Um, so they made a whole video of them at Sundance talking about this. And it's like when they get picked up at A24 as a distributor. And it's so interesting. I oh. I had no idea what that process looks like. Yeah. And so seeing them go through it was really interesting. But it feels like a not super fresh idea that mm. it's just like spirits taking over. But because it was a lot of semi-unknown actors, I was so blown away by how real it felt I was like, these are real children, and this is how teenagers would react if this was happening to them, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And I think that was a sentiment I'd heard from a few people about this movie. It feels like how actual teenagers would respond to being possessed mm. by an embalmed hand. Yeah. It was quite scary. Um. Well, it, it was like spooky. There was a bit of an ooky spook uh, feeling spooky. overall, but I... Really enjoyed just kind of the aesthetic of it. I really enjoyed Sophie Wilde's performance. They apparently had written this, I think, with her in mind. They really wanted her. They fought for her as that lead actor. She was so good. I loved her in this role. And I will definitely keep an eye out for her in future stuff. But I think they really knocked it out of the park, uh, the Philippi brothers for this directorial debut. It felt so fun and fresh. And I did get to see it in the theater, um, and it was actually still pretty packed, despite it being the Barbenheimer weekend. And I was like, thank goodness. I'm glad people are also going to movies for other reasons and not just, like, the movies are back. Let's be real. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's lay that out there. But they're back for other reasons, too, <laughs> other than the Barbenheimer. Yeah. And I, it made me really happy seeing people going to see, like, a horror movie, an indie Australian horror movie the same weekend as, like, two gigantic block- blockbusters going out. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really, really fun. And if you like horror, and if, I don't think it's too frightening where you couldn't, if you're not super into horror and you kind of want to dip your toe in, mm-hmm. I think this could be a fun way of doing that. And mm-hmm. I need to get more into Australian filmmaking because they really are great.
0: I, like, I'm not a horror girly. Let's just get that <laughs> out of the way. I'm, I'm really not. But I did want to watch this because of how much attention was on it. But yeah, I waited until it was like a Saturday afternoon. The <laughs> sun was shining bright and I could enjoy a horror movie that way because then I could tell myself, "Hey, if you, you know, close your laptop, it's still daylight and no monsters <laughs> can get you." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um it was terrifying though most i can't i can't do spirits i really like the devil shit like that like i'm that's not me i really can't do it (laughs) um but it was it was really good it was really well done i will say there is (laughs) i think it was like the her little brother or the best friend little brother was watching um something on his phone and it was sidemen the YouTuber. yes (laughs) the way in which I laughed so hard at that but it makes so much sense for like kids it's like it's something that would literally be seen in any yeah. household like young boys watching Sidemen like of course but it was such a crazy thing to see in a movie
1: yeah what I remember seeing, it was high I think was on the yeah on the screen I was like what the
0: hell? <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> why is he here okay my number two we're getting to the good stuff here um my number two is Oppenheimer directed Ooh. by Christopher Nolan. Um truly really a a film bro choice, but I stand firm on my decision on making this top 2. It blew me away. Um I was so like taken aback by the level of which Christopher Nolan did this and like you can tell how passionate he was about everything um the whole three hours of it and I people obviously when they talk about Oppenheimer the first thing they take note of is the runtime which is three hours too long (laughs) Eh, like I didn't really I mean I felt it it, you know sitting in that theater but I I was still happy to be there I was like okay keep it going like what's next um i did watch it on barbenheimer day um which is probably the best day to watch it i think because everyone is as equally hyped as the next person and my order was um oppenheimer first and then barbie so even while i was sitting in barbie i was still thinking about Oppenheimer. i'm like oh and i watched an imax and it was just a stunning stunning experience probably one of the best like experiences um in my movie going life i think um and i've since watched it two more times um one uh once again in IMAX and then once again in 70 mil. I just, was it
1: how did it feel in 70 mil?
0: Is that was it?
1: Uh, it was definitely a new experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was insane. I watched it at uh, the TFL light box. Oh. That's my <laughs> house. It literally is our house. I feel like we're always there. Yeah. Like people have known this about me for ages. They're like, oh, you're at TFL like Like, well, what's new? I'm like, no, you guys don't understand. Like this is this is like an extension of my house. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's Oppenheimer is. I believe to be Nolan's magnum opus. I've watched a few of um Christopher Nolan's stuff and nothing comes close to what he said in Oppenheimer. Um I think a lot of it is down to what he did, you know, obviously behind the camera and, and obviously the cinematographer Hoytema van Hoy, Is it Hoyte van Hoytema? I feel like I'm saying it wrong.
1: I could not tell yeah. you. Okay, I'm going to We're going to go with we're going to yeah. go with what you said. But we're going
0: to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, I think it's it it's a movie that reminded me how magnetic and, like, grandiose a movie can be. Um, cinematography is great, and it kind of blew my mind when I found out that this has, like, little to no CGI. It was such a crazy ride, and all three hours, I was just like, how is this movie going to end? Like, how do you wrap this story up? Um, and I I really loved that there was the first part of, like, the, the creation of the bomb, kind of, and then the Trinity test, and then, like, this, like courtroom drama that just like yeah. kind of ended the movie with um obviously the star being robert down jr like really mm-hmm. came into that whole third act just happening um which obviously incredible uh performance i think Amazing, from yeah. robert Downey jr as well um i don't think he is gonna win any awards for it because charles Melton is there and you know from may december
1: he although he's been forgotten by the baftas and golden globe so i'm yeah. struck i'm like Guys, pick it up. Like, I need to see Charles Melton at the Oscars. It's yeah, yeah, It yeah. must happen.
0: And um, the score. The score. Ludwig, you are a star and I love you. I want... Can you hear the music injected in my hands? Mm. I want it to be a part of me forever and always. Oh, it's so beautiful. I, I I can go on and on about how I feel. But it's... Yeah, it is... Um, I think he definitely needs to be up there with... Um, Hans Zimmer. Oh, yes. it's,
1: yeah, with Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Uh, well, did you see that video of um, the live orchestra performing with alongside it? Not- and it's like, can you hear the music? And then it like the live orchestra plays? I was like, girl.
0: It's the real people, the people who actually made that score with Ludwig. It's not just Unreal. random. Oh, really? It's the, yes. It's the people that actually made that oh, music with Ludwig. And- wow. Honestly, I'm jealous of every single person that attended. Please, I wanted to go on tour so bad. Ludwig, I'll pay good money to see you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like um, if Ludwig
1: has zero fans, I'm dead.
0: I'm dead. Like I'm gone.
1: Like I'm um, not uh, any I'm not alive.
0: Yeah. Okay. My second pick
1: is Past Lives. Uh oh. by Celine Song. Loved this movie. Um this the, generally it followed two childhood friends over the course of i think it was like 24 25 years and uh, they context, contemplate the nature of their relationship and how they grew apart lived different lives come back together uh during a specific time in their lives um i thought this movie was unbelievable i was so i had no idea what it was i did not have any preconceived notions of what a, what the movie was when i went in I just simply need to discuss the first scene. I don't know if anyone like I this is a spoil it's not really a spoiler, but I thought the first opening shot of this was genius. I thought Celine Song like knocked it out of the park like four seconds in. I was like, this is everything to me. Um so is it better a-
0: looking at the camera? Yeah. Is that the first it's,
1: hit? Yeah, with the the it's the three of them, Nora He yeah. Song and Arthur. They're sitting at the bar. Nora's in between them. And they're both looking at her. Arthur and Haesung are both looking at her. And she speaks to Haesung. Yeah. Um, And the men never speak to each other. And then it pans out. And then you hear other people talking about them from a neighboring table. Like, out of earshot, debating how they know each other. And, like, what their relationship is and their dynamic. Yeah. I do that all the time. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm wondering how you guys know each other. Like, yeah. I'm watching you and wondering... And like me and all my friends do that. We sit at a bar, we sit at a restaurant, like we're eavesdropping and trying to figure out how you know each other. Are you college yeah. friends? Did you go on a date? Like we need to know. So the the fact that it started with that, I was like, this is exactly what I would have been doing if that was me out of earshot, like wondering how they know each other. And I thought Greta Lee, just like looking into the camera, I was like, oh my God, yes. Oh, I live for this. I live for this kind of world that she built. I was so blown away. But the script was amazing. The performances, Greta Lee, obviously she's been nominated a few times, but I think she just like, she needs more leading roles. She was unbelievable in this. Same with um, Arthur and song. I, I loved both of their performances. Also, greatest outfit I've ever seen on camera was her wearing a white button down and brown trousers. And she has the perfect bob.
0: That was a good outfit,
1: yeah. Like, so simple, so elegant, so sleek. Like, costuming knocked out of the park. Like, I want to look like that. I want to wear that. I'm I think Nikki it was
0: the bob for me. Like, she like, really did her thing.
1: That's what the Nicki Minaj song is about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you calling me bob? Like, I sh- I- Greta Lee's like, the, st- the way they styled her just made so much sense to me. It felt so real. And it lo- everything was, like, fitted perfectly to her body. I just felt... Like she looked incredible. Like she really became the character, and her Korean was amazing. Uh, apparently, she doesn't speak Korean that often or uh, at all, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it should be getting praises upon praises during award season, and I think everyone should see it. Do you? Did you see past lives?
0: I did see past lives, um, okay. and I really did enjoy it. Um, there is something that I don't. I don't know what it is, but I, I can't really describe why it didn't fully work with me I feel like I need to sit with it more mm-hmm. um but Greta Lee was great um Celine Song Canadian filmmaker we love to see it um and yeah I think it it deserves a space in this year's awards discussion for sure yeah so Past Lives uh great pick for a number two um before I mentioned my you know favorite i want to get into honorable mentions the ones that we loved but didn't ultimately make it onto our list and for me i have two i mentioned 1001 first one being fair play um by chloe Demont that movie was great it's also another movie that i watched that tiff that i was just like so like enthralled i could not stop watching um, it follows like a couple who work at the same like hedge fund in New York, and then the woman gets the job promotion over the man, and things start to unravel. Yeah, Chloe DeMont, great directorial debut. Actually, you know what? All of my Anwa mentions are by women, and it's their first movies. So, yeah. Rock. A.V. Rockwell, 1001, Fair Play, Chloe DeMont. And then we'll get into my other one. Phoebe Denivere. <laughs> Let's talk about Mother for a second. Um, we saw her and we loved her in Bridgerton. And I think what Chloe was able to extract from Phoebe in this is very much like, so it's like, so worlds apart, obviously, but in her performance as well. Um, she's so, you think she's naive, but she isn't. And she grows into this, like, I don't want to say actually, it might be spoilers. Like her demeanor absolutely changes. And she, she kind of steps into the woman that she, needs to be in order to be taken seriously in this role and I think it's it's really incredible. My other honorable mention is you know what I have not seen people talk about this aside from British people because it is a British indie film. Blue Jean directed by Georgia Oakley. It is beautiful cinematography is stunning, gorgeous, brilliant, shot in 16 millimeter film. Um Ooh. yeah It is, again, um, George Oakley's debut feature, and it's about this PE teacher who lives in Newcastle and is kind of navigating the Margaret Thatcher era of Section 28, um, which is a law that prohibits the promotion of homosexuality. And as a queer woman, obviously, it's kind of scary when you're kind of having to be secretive about her own life. And she couldn't really share that with her colleagues or students or anything. So it, it it's kind of like her just navigating that time. Like I said, gorgeous, gorgeous film. Georgia Oakley really knows how to get across like human emotion and Rose McEwen also like if she wasn't saying anything you could read it on her face I always enjoy when an actor is like I don't really have to say much I can just show it but yeah I think we should go watch it I'll send you a link it's not I can't yeah. really I don't know if it's streaming anywhere I'll find it yeah and then 1001 obviously we talked about how much I I loved it and Taylor please please, please people need to People, you know what people need to do? People need to give her or Hollywood needs to give her the treatment that um who was it? Andrea Risenborough that she got last year when she came out of nowhere. people were like, Oh, two Leslie was nominated for like best, oh. best picture, or like she was nominated for best actress. Yeah. I was like, where did you come from? i never like never seen that movie. Never, never heard seen of that it. movie, never heard of Andrea, but all of these, like, you know, A-list. Actresses were kind of like rooting for her, and I'm like, we need to show that same support and solidarity for Tiana. She needs yes. to be the Angie Riseborough of this award season, please yes. and thank you. So, here is my number one: The Holdovers is my favorite thing that I watched, and I I feel like I've heard people say this before about this movie, but I I need to say it. It feels like a warm hug. It just yes. It takes you by surprise with how warm and cute and soft, but like kind of real it is. It's about this teacher who has to take care of students that are being held over over the winter break. And it's like this all boys boarding school. And obviously there's this one student that like gets left behind and the teacher and him go on this like adventure of sorts. And they really learn a lot about each other. And I I love movies that have to do with like teachers and Students and I think teachers are so important, and so I will always support a movie about teachers, just like connecting with students, and especially the students I needed the most. And I love Paul
1: Giamatti. Paul so. Giamatti,
0: What a man. Okay. Like, what a man. I yeah, I love. Him. And it's so funny. He's so funny in this. His character has this like, like very real. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's like it's a disorder where like he smells a fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a hilarious character. And then I want to talk about obviously Dominic Sessa. So good. Who is yeah, it's just incredible and is so crazy that he can share the screen with Paul Giamatti and match the excellence that Paul Giamatti can bring as well. And I'm like, you it's his first time acting. He's never acted on screen the whole reason he was there is because he auditioned because they were shooting at his school. And so he was just like, you know what? They needed a kid anyway. And he auditioned and he killed it. And he really like showed what he can do in this movie. And like, he really held his own and it's so impressive. Um, But divine joy Randolph, she plays the lunch lady that has recently lost a loved one. And, you know, is kind of, Still figuring out what life is for her post having lost um this person. I think her storyline is so beautiful and kind of heartbreaking. And I don't I mean, I've seen her in a couple of things and I haven't really seen her like this. And and she joins Paul Giamatti's character um and who is also named Paul and Dominic Sessa forgetting his name as well. Okay. Paul Giamatti's Paul Hanna. Mary Lamb is Divine yes. Jey Randolph, and Angus. How can could- right, right, Angus right. Tully? It's coming back to me now. It's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming Sessa- together. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Dominic Sessa plays Angus Tully. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's in an all-boys boarding school, but it's also reminiscent of Dead Poets Society. But yes. Dead Poets Society is also a movie about a teacher who like really enlightens and enriches these kids' lives. Again, another TIFF watch. I'm like, I really discovered something great. Oh, you got I to did. see
1: that at TIFF.
0: I did. Oh man, I oh. would give anything to have been in there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was. It was. I think it was like the opening night. Actually, it was a premiere oh, wow. of it, and it was during the SAG strike, so it was just the the director that showed up. Um. But yeah, the so holdovers. Uh, it's immediately a comfort watch, and I could watch this. Yep. Over and over and over again. I yeah. yeah.
1: I loved holdovers. It was so so good. I felt so cozy. I felt when safe. I was watching yes. It. I yeah. Felt safe, safe and, and cozy. cozy. Like, Paul Giamatti's character, although I don't know, like, I've never met anyone like that, like, I can see that being an actual teacher. Like, I, I know that kind of person, and yeah. same with Dominic Sessa's character, I, like, I know that guy. Like, <laughs> I've met that man. He, like, the fat, like, shocking to me that that was his acting debut, because, I like, that character, I kept thinking, I'm like, I know that person from somewhere. Like, I must know him from another thing. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I recognize him. And then I looked it up when I was watching it, and I was like, what?
0: There's no way. And the holder is, like, the only thing he's ever been attached to. And it's like,
1: And I have, like, he exudes, like, a-
0: Like a 70s movie star. Yes,
1: yes, yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, he he does not feel modern. And that's why I think it felt really real uh, when I was watching it, is that, like, his face- it doesn't look like a modern face it looks like a 1970s face that's kind of the Mm -hmm. issue I have with a lot of like period pieces from like 60s 70s 80s whatever like they're choosing actors that have very modern looking faces to me that I'm like
0: Dakota Johnson in Persuasion
1: yeah like there's people that just like don't look like they're of the time Mm. Uh, and he really does
0: Funny enough, this was actually set in 1970 and 71, so it it's so fitting it, for him it, to yeah, be. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, in this movie, the Holdovers, Love it.
1: amazing pick, amazing pick. My, it's one of my honorable mentions. So I'll get I'll go into my honorable mentions before I go to my number one. Yeah. Um. So the Holdovers was one we just discussed. Yeah. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon was another one. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this movie. Like, Scott Stacy obviously is like the one, the mm-hmm. one to watch. Like he's he's the guy. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought Lily Gladstone's performance was beyond, just like beyond anything. Uh, I was a bit disappointed that the movie wasn't actually from her perspective. Um, yeah, that was kind of like my main issue. I I had with the film was like you're telling this story, you're using the Osad the Osage people in the story, but you're not telling it from their like an indigenous perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's from Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> perspective.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, like, there's a lot of earnest going on. Yeah, you know? I'm like, I don't understand this.
1: Yeah, but I really enjoyed like the script, I, the set pieces, uh, like, even just the timing. I, I didn't, I don't know much about um Osage culture at all, so it was mm-hmm. really interesting to learn more about it, even like, despite it being from a white person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed it overall. In term, I thought it could have been. Well, it, they needed to tell the story. I know that. It felt very long. Like, it's, I think it's like three hours. And like, like
0: 20 or 30. Yeah, three. Then.
1: Yeah. So when it got to the three hour mark, I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like getting a little antsy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need a bit more. Uh, But overall, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was an incredible uh, feat from Lily Godstone. Yeah. Moving mm-hmm. on to Rylane. My so next I- one was just Rylane. Yeah. I, I loved Rylane. I thought it was like we're back. Rom-coms are back, baby. Rom-coms are back. Like, rom-coms are back. Like, that was unbelievably sweet. I was blown away by their performances, the soundtrack, just everything about it made me
0: feel happy. Uh, I felt alive during that movie. I don't know. Yes. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, this is, this is exactly what I wanted from, like, a modern rom-com. Yeah,
1: and it was so, like, I randomly watched it on Disney Plus, because, because, it's Searchlight, I believe. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, is. and I like I had heard nothing about this ever in my life. I, like really? it just came up. I was like, yeah, I'll, like let me watch it right now. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> I'm. What is happening? It's so sweet and cute. I just couldn't get enough. I I love rom coms. I'm somewhat of a connoisseur.
0: Mm.
1: Of rom coms, I've watched like I would say like 170 maybe in my oh. life. All right. are, i've tracked a little list on my letterbox so i'm somewhat of a connoisseur this has got to be i would say up uh in the top 10 for me of all time of rom-coms wow i couldn't get enough i love these characters i love their chemistry i love the dialogue mm. i love their sense of humor i loved the costumes
0: yeah yeah
1: it was lovely next up is barbie I feel like I don't need to say too much. We like it was the phenomenon of the year. I yeah. I loved it. I thought it was a great addition to Greta Gerwig's filmography. I loved Margot Robbie. I loved America Ferrera. I just enjoyed it. I had a good time. Like I that's the I did see that on the day that it was re- released on the twenty first, and mm-hmm. that movie going experience was so good. Like people yeah. were dressed up. People Hi, were Barbie. gay yeah like people were screaming hi barbie sorry i didn't go back <laughs> i know i'm um, like rude <laughs> um you can't leave me hanging i, I won't you i never again okay thank you it was just such a fun theater experience i had such a fun time i mean i think it's like a it's a good like edge into feminism if you're not like super <laughs> up to date like i don't think it was like feminism 101 view. literally literally like it's not a comprehensive view of feminism but like who's expect like who was ex- who who was asking for that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got
1: Um overall, love Greta Gerwig, I love Barbie, I love Margot Robbie. I had a great time, loved it. Um, um yeah. I have two more honorable legends. I'll go quick though. Um Priscilla by Sophia mm-hmm. Cobla. Love this. Saw it at the light box in my house. Um really enjoyed uh Kaylee Spaney, I think it's her last name. I yes. really enjoyed her portrayal of Priscilla. I thought she was Amazing. um Haley is,
0: is the... daughter who is mother. Like yeah.
1: she... <laughs> she, yes, she exactly. Up in this movie. Yeah, i would not seen her. I don't think in anything before. She I also in pres- and,
0: and no, but she was in Craft Legacy. Oh um, no, I and have not seen that. I loved her in. Love.
1: <laughs> okay, I, that's on the list okay. uh, already. I think I look because I did. I liked the. I love the original Craft. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love Sofia Coppola's take. I loved how they used music throughout it. I love how there wasn't any Elvis songs. <laughs> <in the place. laughs> um, and I think it just showed, like after Austin Butler's portrayal of Elvis, like obviously he, this, he had a very hard life mm-hmm. uh, and like his he was so manipulated by the colonel and stuff. Uh, but dang, Priscilla also had a really rough life. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Like the stuff that she went through with him, like their relationship, their age gap, it was so everything felt so prominent because you you never saw anything from her perspective really before, mm-hmm. other than the book, um. But I really really enjoyed uh, Sophia Coppola's take on it and Kelly's performance.
0: Overall, well, she wrote it based off the book, like yeah. She really wanted to incorporate everything that Priscilla felt and went through in that moment. And then, like, I I think from, like, the early stages of her life, I was like, yeah, this is, like, very true to what she went through. And it wasn't, like, sugarcoating anything. And mm-hmm. that's what I think I really, really enjoyed about Priscilla as well. And my last honorable
1: mention is Poor Things, Zero Girls Lanthimos. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I saw it with my brother and mom, which I would not recommend.
0: Oh, Please don't go with your family. God. <laughs> Um, that is wild if you've seen yeah. things you know what it's about and that the fact that you watch it with your family is crazy
1: yeah uh we were like let's go to the movies during christmas mm, <laughs> and, that's we uh... went, and that's what we saw but i thought this was masterful i thought the directing was amazing yorgos is obviously so excellent um uh, but i think her his collaboration with emma stone um uh, is just like superior i love them together i love what they made i love the character of bella I think seeing the world through her eyes was really eye-opening, like no pun intended, but like mm. I loved what they were saying. I loved the script. I loved what she was representing. I'm um, a huge fan of Rami Youssef as well. Uh, and him and that character was so yes. cute. I, I love
0: loved him. love Rami Youssef Yes, so um, It's his first uh, role. In a movie? yeah. Oh my God! He's never acted in a movie before. This is his um, debut. He killed it. Yeah, I know.
1: I I love integrating like historically comedic actors into like non like into more dramatic roles. I think it's so fun.
0: His British Um, accent was a bit wonky, but you know, (laughs) I'll take it.
1: Uh, Yeah, all the British accents were a bit wonky. Uh, Also, huge fan of Jared Carmichael. Uh, He made his way in there. Mm -hmm. I love him. I thought he was a great addition. Another comedic actor also making their way in here. Yeah. And I think he works with Rami occasionally as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but just a huge fan overall. I thought this was a great film, uh, and it was you're one forgetting of favorite... um,
0: the most important man ever, Willem, Willem? Defoe. Yeah, yeah I,
1: some... I I can't even speak out of him. it. Makes me emotional. Like oh. ever since I saw him at TIFF in person, I'm like, you're oh, my oh. favorite guy. Oh ever.
0: my god! Can I say with Willem Dafoe? Speaking of TIFF, the way in which I saw him, did you see him? Like, was it? Did you watch Gonzo Girl? I did. Yeah. Okay, so he was, like, speaking about Gonzo Yeah. Ryan. Okay, I saw him in a very non-conventional way, but very true to, like, film festivals. So I was actually leaving Bell Lightbox. I don't know what movie I just watched. Um. Oh, my God, I'll never forget. And he was coming up the escalator as I was going down, and he was just casually talking with someone. I'm like, it has no one, like, taken notice? This is Willem <laughs> Dafoe, you know? And he was going up the escalator, and I was like watching him as he goes up and i'm going down like it's just a movie moment it was it was crazy i was just like i love you so much and i want to say hi willem but it was so crowded and i didn't want to like stand down people are like oh she's crazy but yeah <laughs> i saw him to phone the flesh and he is very very gorgeous to me
1: yes he's very very gorgeous to all as he should be uh he's excellent i love 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 him um he's somewhat of a scientist himself yeah uh, in all things but especially mm-hmm. in this uh just overall just like everyone knocked out of the park. I thought the movie was so fun. Um, I was a huge fan. Okay. My number one, I already said it earlier, basically, (laughs) but it is how to have sex. I loved this movie so much. I can't even explain it.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It just like felt like what it was, what it is, what it was, what it is to be a woman. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I, the last scene at the airport killed me. I was crying so much was blown away by me and mckenna bruce her i as i said like i had not seen her in anything before her innocence was like jarring mm-hmm. like to me and like the experience she had along the way were just gut-wrenching but familiar i just couldn't i just couldn't deal with it i sean thomas as badger so silly i like a silly our, goofy man i loved him <laughs> i was like that is my husband um loved him. But like I was also so on edge the whole time. Like anytime he was in the in the frame, I was like, okay, so I love him. But also, like something could happen. <laughs> Lara Peak or Lara it's Like you
0: couldn't let your guard down.
1: Never, no. never. I was so on edge. Um, but Lara Peak, Lara Peak, Lara, uh, a sky. I truly believe that she was a fucking bitch. Like she was giving her fit. Like, I wanted to slap her. <laughs> like, she, yeah. like, there were moments where I was like, girl, you're so Me Yeah. But also, like, this is how girls are. Mm. It was, mm-hmm. which is rough sometimes. It was,
0: this is like, movie was like a true, like, experience into girlhood. Yeah. And if you couldn't relate to one aspect, there was always another one that you're like, oh, but exactly. I can see myself totally experiencing this as a girl. And so, yeah. All
1: three of them. All, I, I found myself, finding small things about myself that related to all three of the the main three girls.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, and even not pat pa- not Patty, but Badger as well. But um soundtrack was unreal. And uh like the Ray song you mentioned. Yeah. Amazing. That like it's just so good. And um they use you and me, the Flume remix as well, which yeah. I by disclosure, love that, love, 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 love that song. Yeah. Um and from what I had read and seen videos from other British, actual British people, yeah. uh, the kind of vacation that they were having, like the, the lifestyle that you're living when you're there is really accurate to that kind, like what yeah. kids go, go on. Cause they have so much access when you live in the UK.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's to, actually like a very common, uh, thing, which is why there's a lot of like British people at that resort.
1: It exhausted me. Watching <laughs> it that. That. Like I, I, I went out like a little, like a fair bit in high school, but Watching that made me ill. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god! How are you you're alive like, again?
0: again?" It's like,
1: yeah i I think my how much I enjoyed the film. I think was a bit biased just because I got to see it at TIFF, and like the energy when you're watching it at a festival is so yeah. different because like everyone is there because they love film, yeah. and everyone is there because they chose to see this. And I just really like that energy and I feel like it yeah. upped my viewing experience by a lot um, but I mean
0: like that if that's something that happens with all films I think it really yeah. when you first watch a movie it like where you watch it how you watch it who you watch it with it all kind totally. of makes or breaks your experience like absolutely I can watch a shitty movie but if I'm with my cousins and we're all like you know, just laughing and having a great time and like really trashing the movie for how shitty it is. It's going to be a five star in my head just yeah. because of how I enjoyed watching it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a very valid experience. You saying that you watched that Tiff and you liked it because you watched it in that in that space.
1: Yeah. I've I- not seen it since. So I do need to rewatch not in there and like confirm how much I still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, But I can't see myself not liking it. As much as I do right now, yeah. I have not seen Scrapper. Uh, the director's other, yes, is it the same director, right? Or yeah, cinemat- no, no, cinematographer she was
0: a cinematographer on Scrapper, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I'm really excited because the cinema, like the aesthetic of how to have sex, was beautiful and gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I loved it very much. And... I think the editing
0: was also great. Like it played oh, a huge part so in like good. the storytelling, and I was like, this is just cinema and it's in mema yeah that like literally